I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I think, I think I'm, I'm cute. cute. I know I'm sexy. I got the looks that drives the girls wild. I got the moves that really move them. I send chills up and down their spine. I'm just a sexy boy. Finally, the Ugly Pope Odyssey has come back for episode six. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Martin, Bass, and Ross proudly brings to you the greatest podcast in the world, Ugly Pop Odyssey. And if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. If you're ready for episode six, give me a hell yeah. How's the music go, Martin? The now? Oh, the now it's some shite one. However, on SmackDown they've got fucking ACDC. Oh. And in Sutton Raw they've got some snide fucking... I don't even know what it is. <laughs> well, uh, Excellent. So, still in lockdown. Still yep. speaking to each other virtually. Um, well, again, I'm getting a bit too comfortable with this and it's strange, isn't it? Uh, you've you've gave yourself another lockdown haircut. Oh, for um, fuck's sake! I didn't even notice that. Uh, it's depressing, man. I just no. Really... What are you doing, man? Your your locks were looking good. I know, but the thing is, like, I just thought I would never have to do this again. It just gets to a point where it's, I just can't be asked with it. Like, you know what I mean? It just gets too long. See, if we if we come out of this in like two weeks' time, you're going to regret that big time. But that's what happened to me <laughs> last time. I gave myself a skinhead, and then literally two weeks later, everything opened back up. I'm already used to it though because basically what, what had happened was um, I basically started growing my hair back out again in the hopes that I would get like a normal haircut, like a proper haircut. So right. it, was, it was like longer than normal. I'm thinking, right, let it grow right out and get a good haircut. And then uh, the unexpected lockdown happened here in Scotland again and now I'm stuck with this up until probably, when is it, 11th of December or something like that? Um... I don't know. Who knows? Another uh, prison haircut for me. Um, so June next year. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go um, there. Yeah. 
so we've all had a good weekend um we've all we've all watched this week's film which if you've just listened to marty's intro you know is the wrestler hence uh <laughs> monday night raw um we're all having a couple of beers you got a beer there mark mckinney see i've got one beer left that's that's depressing oh well you're gonna it's a fucking monday night what is this this podcast that's, is going to, is be. not is in some ways is not going to be good for us in terms of the longer right. this lockdown thing goes on it's like we're doing these on weekday nights it's not like we're even right. making them a weekend thing anyway it's just like oh, do i do a podcast monday night six beers <laughs> later the, the last one was like what was it a saturday afternoon or something and you're drinking seven seven percent <laughs> strength lager saturdays are fine though at least we're back under cover of darkness now well, Where we belong. True. I do have one beer, but so you can't. I can't get sued or anything. We can't get sued, you know. Ah, yeah, misrepresenting. Exactly. True. Ah, true. Okay. Not going to so, get me on that. Yeah. So the the wrestler. Um, yep. Two thousand and eight, twelve year ago. That's blown my mind. Uh, I think uh, we would have just been old enough to see it in the, the cinema, but I never seen it in the cinema in any years. No. I don't think. I don't think I did. No. No. It's, Do you know, weirdly, been... I think the first time I've seen this was, uh, I want to say, like, uh, Film 4. I think it was on that. Uh, uh, that's when I've seen it for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think definitely, probably one of those films more word of mouth that you heard mm-hmm. about rather than anything else. Uh, well, I knew it was coming out because of the actual wrestling, but I'll get to that later. Uh, yep. Um, so... You've got big, big Mickey Rourke with his luscious locks. Um, <laughs> you want to talk about the plot, Barry, and tell us about Mickey's luscious locks? I, uh, yep, so I'll, I'll go straight in. Um, start at the beginning, I'll, I'll, I'll do as best as I can here. So um, the film follows um, Randy the Ram Robinson, real name Robin Ramzins- Ramzinski, is that right? Yep. Uh, I think it is, uh, which is like... Straight off the bat, it's a kind of interesting thing because that's like a common, not common, but there are there's, there's wrestlers whose whose names, like their stage names, are kind of related to their real names. Aye. So anyway, Randy the Ram Robinson, who is um, a professional wrestler um, who achieved you know fame and fortune in the eighties. He was like a mm-hmm. big star, and the film starts with all the newspaper clippings and um, the commentary and all that kind of stuff, basically saying how much of a big star he was. That's um, a great start. I like the way it starts a lot. Aye, because it's quite bleak. It just immediately jams us to well, actually, twenty years later, and he seems to be in like either a school or a community centre or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of hunched over in the back room, like after like you know taking some brutal match. Um, anyway, so he's doing he's doing the rounds on like the sort of smaller independent organisations. Um, he lives in a trailer. He's behind on his rent. All these kind of you know typical kind of um things that happen um so basically he's he's not the the big shot that he used to be but he's he's still a pro he still wants to do it um we see him basically in, in the initial part of the film you know as setting the whole thing up you just basically see where his life's at now and it's you know having seen the small intro it's basically just to show how how much he's fallen from the top really um, i'm sure martin i think it's inter- it's worth pointing out at this point that um, Martin's our resident wrestling expert, so um, he'll be able to come in and <laughs> comment on correct slash. Um, oh yeah. Yep. Uh, point is in the right direction when it comes to the real wrestling stuff, but um, the real wrestling stuff. But I so there's 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 real life 
um, examples of these within the wrestling. There's, there's real characters that have been like this. I'm sure they've, they've influenced that a wee bit. So we see how sort of bad his life is at the minute. Um, so the, the sort of initial part of the film is him, um, you know, going through these increasingly violent matches. As as far as I'm aware, the sort of smaller organisations and stuff like that, they kind of rely more on the blood and gore um, to get, you know, tickets sold because they don't have the kind of star power. Am I right there, Martin? Aye, aye, I think it's, it's um, maybe not so much these days, but definitely even even 10 years ago. Yeah. It would have been a lot like that. But there, there is still fucking, there are still loads like that. And uh, you're right, it's the only way, he can, the only way they can keep themselves relevant is big. Yep. So his name obviously... Still, uh, aye. His name obviously still carries a lot of weight or whatever, but no. it's just, you know, it's folk from that era or whatever, and he's still sort of clinging on to that. Um, we also see him sort of um, trying to physically push himself so that he can keep up with people. You know, he's he's on a cocktail of medications as well as taking steroids, performance-enhancing drugs as well to try and give himself an edge or whatever. Um, but obviously his body's not what it used to be. Excuse me. And... Uh, it basically, you know, the, the opening part of the film culminates with him having a heart attack, um, which is after after a really really violent match, um, a really you know <laughs> ridiculously over the top hard is it a hardcore match? Is that what you call it? I don't even know what you'd call it. They were doing, because like we, you know, guns and everything. Aye, we 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 watched. Well, obviously you do watch, but like I watched my fair share of wrestling back in the nineties and that kind of stuff. And even the hardcore matches, not were nothing like that. Aye, it's right. like it's a bit like you, you when you get away with doing staples, not even though I have seen that, but it's not very often to be honest. I think the worst you used to get was the the barbed wire on the baseball bat, or Aye. like or like throwing somebody onto thumbtacks. But this was like I have seen stuff like this though. Um, in real life, I've seen like these smaller um, uh, organizations that do just mental shit, and obviously he's yeah, doing it for the paycheck. Uh, I just to, just to pay his rent, you know. Um, so anyway, he, he he's finished this really grueling match and has this has the heart attack, and that's kind of turning. That's one of the, for lack of a better way of saying this, it's one of the best heart attacks. I thought that it's I, like it, it's like it's, it's, it's so. It's so gruesome and horrible. Like he's sick yep. and he falls in the sick, and the yep. way he grabs his arm, he actually looks in so much pain. And uh, yep. you can, ang the not that I've had one or, but it seems that if that's that's a good portrayal of having one. Yeah. Oh, I definitely. Um, you 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 feel every every moment of that. Um, so that kind of serves as as a as a turning point for him really as a person and in the film. Um, he wakes up and has the sort of cold. Um reality of the doctor telling him what you need to stop wrestling um what you know the stuff that you're putting in your body you need to, you need to stop that as well your heart's not going to last basically mm-hmm. so he sort of reflects on that and and says right okay um and he accepts that at first um yeah. and, he, and, he, and he, he makes an effort to to contact his daughter um who he hasn't seen for ages um the next bit you know sort of after that i think is, is quite, quite a good scene is basically where um He's uh, fulfilling his duties wherever he can, and one of those is to go to like a, an autograph signing thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just while he's, you know, he's just after he's had this news, and it's just him thinking about his mortality and that kind of stuff. And he looks around and sees all the other wrestlers and their broken bodies and all the injuries. And uh-huh. the guy, one guy's in a chair, one guy's got a cane, and all that kind of stuff. And and you could tell he really just thinks, nah, this this is right. I'm 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 chucking this. Um, 
the, the whole time, by the way, he's um, uh, there's he's sort of meeting up with the love interest in the film, which is um, the stripper Cassidy, played by Marissa. Is it Tommy? Tommy? I don't know how you pronounce it. Tommy, I think. Tommy, I think. So. Yeah, I think it's Tommy. Um, so, Cassidy, um, real name Pam, as you later find it. Um, but he's he's kind of meeting up with her quite a lot, and and he's sort of conf- confiding in her as the film goes on. Um, seems to be like the only person really that he's got to to sort of talk to. Um, so yeah, excuse me. Um, that kind of that that relationship kind of grows a wee bit. Um, and uh, another thing that is quite interesting is like you're the wrestling ex- expert, and a thing that I have expertise in that I liked about. And that was throughout this film was eighties hair metal. I know, right, this, the soundtrack is shit hot. It's it's like it's tremendous. It really is. Um, so there's actually there's a scene where obviously he's sort of chatting her up and and they bond over their their love of eighties hair metal and uh, a fantastic quote where he says that pussy Cobain had Cobain, to turn right. up and ruin all the fun. <laughs> Gotta agree with him. Gotta agree with lads. I don't disagree with that, put it that way. Is, um, is it Rat they're listening to when he that's dances right. a bit? R- round and Round by Rat. Aye. Which uh, I can't I can't help but listen to now and and hear um, that version that has heard it through the grapevine on it. Now that one that I showed you, Martin, where it's like a mashup of that and Oh, oh fuck Gay so it is, aye, aye, aye. Which is so good, it's unbelievable. Is that what that tune is? I think so, aye. Oh, that's, that's amazing. Aye, that's good. So, uh, aye, definitely, listeners, go check out... Um, I don't know if you just search mashup or whatever, but there's a video where it's... Uh, heard it through the grapevine, but with the music round and round by Rat playing, which is just so good. Somehow better than both combined. <laughs> um, anyway, right, so I, I think at, the, at this point, would, would we would we say it's fair to say that there's... Um, that they're kind of obviously drawing parallels between the two characters at that point? Oh, because they're aye. both kind of like over the hill, they're they're aging, they're maybe falling out of favour a wee bit, and you think that their paths are kind of um, pointed towards each other, which which they, obviously that does happen, but you still don't really mm-hmm. know if if it's if it's going to happen or not. Um, so she's you know like a, a stripper who's a lot older than the other ones in the in the club or whatever, and, and it kind of shows you quite a lot at the beginning, the very start of the film. She's been sort of like slagged off by young guys saying that she's too old and that kind of stuff, and. And then there's Nonsense. another wee scene where she's kind of been rejected by people and that kind of stuff. Um, you know, so they're, they're trying to draw parallels between the two guys here. Um, two guys, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's not, it's not, not, not that kind of film. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so he's, he's retired, he's happily retired, but he also has to make, end meet, so make ends meet, so he goes and gets a job at Deli Counter. Um, I love that bit. Uh, it's so it's, good, it's, it's so good. See, so see that, when he kind of gets changed? Aye. And it's like the kind of music and the crowd. That's right. Chanting. That's aye. that's brilliant. I they do like a, a sort of mirroring scene where it's like you've seen him going out to the crowds in front and um, through the through the curtain work and stuff, and they do the same thing except it's him like walking through the back of the shop into the deli counter. We 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 hear net on. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's tremendous because um, you know I think this is one of the, I think this is kind of the point at the film where you've seen him as the big you know amazing wrestler and that kind of stuff. You've seen him in the doing the doldrums, can't pay his rent, and that kind of stuff, and now we see him uh, 
basically been really good at this job because he's happily retired. He's he's actually having a good time. He, he, he you can tell that mentally he's in a place where he doesn't need to worry about wrestling or punishing uh, his body. Mm-hmm. He actually he does really well at it. You see him with the banter with the customers and that kind of stuff, and he just has a great wee time. Um, and you you feel quite nice at that point, and it's like, yep, that's uh, this is where Randy the Rams going. Uh, although he doesn't want the customers to know it's him, so previously he kind of asks for a, a different name or something on his tag, uh, doesn't he? No, it's, uh, it's the other way about. It's get his real oh, name it? on it. That's right. It's get Robin on Randy, it. He doesn't like that name. Aye, says uh, that's that another times. parallel way Marissa Tomai bought because her real name's Pam. Yep, yep. But she, she, she wants to be known by like Cassidy, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's it, yep. So basically, um, right after he has that wee sort of, you know, good spell at the, the deli, he then basically decides he's made up he goes and lifts the phone he goes to a phone box and basically just tells everyone he's retired so he's that's it i'm out and there was a big rematch due with the, the ayatollah um <laughs> how many ayatollahs have there been <laughs> fuck toys man <laughs> God, no, hundreds, just 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 whoever the ayatollah is that's who the american guys used to fight that's how it was in the 80s on it uh, but um so he, he tells everybody he's, he's out and he's not doing it anymore and he's you can tell he's he's really happy with that and uh so he then um, decides to buy his daughter a present and lists Cassidy's help for that. Um, so he goes and visits the daughter, gives her a present, mends that relationship. That seems to be golden again. There's this nice wee scene where they, they go for a walk along the pier and to these old sort of places where they used to go to when she was a kid. Uh, by the way, I should have mentioned the daughter's estranged. You know, it's like she's... I'm kinda, I kind of skipped a wee bit there. Um, you know, it's a broken relationship, basically, and he's, he's tried his best to fix it and seems to be working after that point um so i think it is it right after then that that he goes to the club to meet up with cassidy and then gets rejected yep uh, so they've had their wee moment in the bar listening to rat and talking about how great it was when bands had like um hairspray and lipstick and all that kind of stuff and spandex um right on but <laughs> basically, but basically um ends up getting rejected quite quite heavily the next time he meets her um, where she basically just says like you're you're just a customer I can't touch right. customers blah blah and that kind of stuff I've got a kid blah 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 and that really fucks him up obviously um, and I think he feels like he's been led up the garden path and basically just sets him off on the path towards wrestling again doesn't it? Yeah. He's like fuck this I'm wrestling. <laughs> That's not a quote from the film, by the way. It doesn't say that. Um, but he may as well, because that's his attitude from that point onwards. Um, so he was supposed to go, and this is like a classic film thing, and he was supposed to go uh, out to dinner with his daughter. Yeah. And uh, he ends up like because he's so angry of getting rejected, he basically just turns around, goes to see this show, goes out partying, drugs, drink, shagging, wakes up, wakes up somewhere, you know, in the middle of nowhere, and uh, has forgot about dinner with his daughter. Which, <laughs> there's something about the way that this, I don't know why, because it's such a cliche thing, but there's something about the way it happened in this film that I thought was really gotten. Like, uh, because he's just such it's a tragic character. I, it's just such right. a tragic character. It's like, I don't know. I don't know like Randy, the, mate, fuck's sake. Oh, Jesus, man, fuck's sake. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's no, the guy's been living in like pure squalor for ages. And you almost think, well, you can understand why he wants a blowout. You can understand why he just wants to go fuck it and just have a party, mm-hmm. because he's like his life's miserable. But Aye. 
It just so I actually forgot about the daughter thing, the daughter dinner thing. I totally forgot about it. And then you're just like, oh fuck. No. Fuck. Randy mate. Robin mate. Sake, Randy. Hi, Robin. Anyway, um so aye. He, he then goes and has to meet the daughter again and, and try and um patch that up. This time ain't happening though because um he's fucked it basically. Um, and the, the daughter completely breaks him off. They have this really big confrontation in the daughter's house, apartment, whatever, and, and it's it's ugly, so never sees his daughter again. Um, the next bit, I think, is, is one of the most amazing <laughs> bits, though, in the film. Um, we'll, we'll go on and discuss lots of it, really, but um, uh, he has he basically just has a complete break at work. So if you contrast that to how he was in his, his sort of first day at the deli counter when he, when he was newly retired, so to speak... He's now um, doing the job, a really busy day, just after being rejected by this woman that, that he probably loves, um, and his daughter disowning him. So he's he's got a right knack on. He's in a <laughs> sour mood, you know what I mean? Um, anyway, and, and and again, they really they they use a lot of these sort of. Um, Typical kind of tricks there to ramp up how much he's getting pissed off, like the wee woman asking him to put. Oh my god, I get pissed off. Back and, aye, back and forth, like a wee bit more, a wee bit less, all this kind of stuff. We've all worked in fucking retail and all that. Exactly. Fucking aye. hell, man. And then, and then the guy recognising him and sort of like goading him and all that aye. kind of stuff. And uh, so he decides that the best way to get out of this <laughs> is to jam his fist. <laughs> it's to jam his hand into a fucking meat slicer. As you do. Uh, as you do. That's a, this is going, but like. He could just take his apron off and quit, but he decides, nah, hands going in, because, uh... <laughs> Aye, because if, if he just done it, if he just quit, that wouldn't be real wrestling. That would be, exactly. It's his commitment Needs to Needs a bit of colour. But it's like, you see, you see, initially when you watch it, I think you think he's going to accidentally slice him, because he's kind of like, so the guy, basically what's happening is he's slicing <clears> this piece of meat, while this guy is sort of like, Randy the Ram, Ram Jam, like shouting up and that kind of stuff. And uh, so, like, and, and it's sort of going back and forth, and he's you can see like he, his mind's kind of half on it, and you actually think that he's going to accidentally cut himself or something like that because this guy's annoying him, but then it actually cuts to his face, and you can see that he decides to do it. He takes his hand out and just it just jams it back in. Um, so he does that. Everybody freaks out. He's like, what is it? what? He's, he's just starts shouting at people. He probably scrubs the blood, blood on the counter <laughs> Starts turning uh, off the shelves. That's right, aye. Um, basically, he's like, I quit, blah, 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 and the rest of it. Um, and and, and what, what's interesting to me is that scene, just when he sort of walks out with the blood, because that's like, that's just him sort of transforming back to Randy the Ram. Aye. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and it's very, actually, you know, like we've seen Stone Cold versus Booker T in the supermarket, it's not too dissimilar. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too dissimilar, is it? It's not really. Not. Um, the only thing that could have made that better is if he picked up one of the customers and checked them through the till. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> Price check on jackass. <laughs> oh man, we could. Be, I mean, Martin, we could be here all night talking about like the amazing wrestling <laughs> things, but uh, we'll save that for a wee bit. Anyway, I'll continue on with the plot. Um, jump in if I'm getting in wrong here. I'm just sort of like gunning it, but. Um, so I, um, that's right. I so at that point, you know, he's he's kind of accepted his fate in terms of transforming back to 
Randy the Ram in terms of getting back into wrestling. You can tell he's just he's just flipped. It's the only thing he knows, and, he, and he's he's going into self destruct mode really. Um, so the next sort of wee part is a, is a montage where he's getting basically getting himself ready to 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 wrestle again. So um, uh, he's doing his hair. He gets he gets tanned and all that kind of stuff. Uh. Um, and the fantastic song "Balls to the Wall" by Accept plays, um, who are a really really underrated. Um, uh, sort of, I don't know if what you'd call them. They're, they're kind of hard rock, glam rock type band. I think they're German, um, but they're <laughs> fucking awesome. Um, I was so I was so happy to hear that song because I loved that tune. Uh, also, one of those bands a wee bit like uh, a wee bit like Judas Priest, where the sort of like leather um, S and M type vibes were not picked up on in the right way by the macho listeners who loved them. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> It's like, wait a minute, there's a singer of that band, uh, he's got a single fucking leather cod piece on. Ah, oh, he's cool as fuck, <laughs> oh, he's, he's hard as fuck. <laughs> oh yeah, he's hard as fuck, macho as fuck, aye. Eh? Um, he probably is hard as fuck, to be fair. Well, aye, exactly. <laughs> so he obviously wants back into the big rematch thing and he phones the guy up and says, right, nah, change of plan, mate, I'm back in. Um, fucking cracked up, I lost the plot, why bother this cunt? Um, so Cassidy <laughs> slash Pam... <laughs> Whatever we're calling her, um, sort of finds him, and then follows him to the venue. So she gets his, she basically finds through through a bouncer at the club or something. That's probably chucked him out at some point. Um, so he then meets up with with the Ayatollah. Who's the who plays the Ayatollah? I recognise that guy. Not a clue. Something about that guy is really familiar. I love that his real name is just Bob. Bob, aye. And I use Carlot. Aye, in Arizona. <laughs> so um, there's there's wee kind of warning signs at this point so we're kind of getting towards the um, tail end of the film uh, there's wee warning signs at this point where you kind of know something's not right and it's like um, on the one hand you could so so basically he, he meets him, Bob um, and they're like, ah, oh, you know, shooting the shit again good to see each other and then uh, and they haven't discussed, Martin, the spots nah so Martin, do you want to tell us what a spot is in wrestling? Um, it's just basically any of the kind of big, big moments in the match. Yeah, so I'd imagine that's pretty crucial if you're somebody who's like, what age is he? With a dodgy heart and your body's falling apart. You know, it doesn't yeah. really tell you what age he is, but you, you, you must be thinking what. Fifties, late fifties. Probably, probably fifties, I think. Aye. Aye. aye, but a lot of these guys they look a lot older, don't they? Because of the. Oh but I so they've no disgust in the spots and it, it kind of just turns into this like, oh no, we'll just roll back the years and it'll just be like it is. However, they're pretty soon into the match, obviously his heart's acting up again and you start feeling that um, the Ayatollah's got a wee bit more in the tank is enjoying himself, basically. Mm-hmm. So he's enjoying himself and Randy's basically just fighting through the pain. He knows that he, he, knows that he could drop at any point. That being said... Um, Hold on, what about... Uh... What about his entrance, <clears throat> man? Oh, aye, I mean, sorry, aye. I mean, that, is, that is major goosebump material. It's so cool. Um, it's so cool. They well, gave I him the... So, so Rose gave him that for free. Uh, so he comes out, at the end, he comes out to Sweet Child of Mine, yeah. which is actually the song he came out to when he was a boxer, when Mickey yeah. was a professional boxer. Mickey, Mickey Rourke, aye. Um, so Axel, he said to him, can we use this? And because they, he only get paid like a hundred grand or something for it, Mickey Rourke. 
so they'd hardly any money. So Axel was like, "I just take it." Well, pretty cool, isn't it? I know. There's we'll discuss some of those moments, but I think it, it, there's so many amazing individual scenes in this film. But um, yes, he's he's in the final fight with Ayatollah, um, and you know he's getting increasingly fucked up. His heart's getting ready to go, basically. Um, the Ayatollah and the ref both sort of check on him. You okay? You okay? He's like, nah, nah, keep going. At one point, Ayatollah actually says, just call it, just pin me. Right. He's like, don't, don't, don't do anything else, just pin me, just call it. But he keeps going for the next move, the next move. Um, I believe there's, there's there's one bit where, before he does his final move, there's like a, there's another big sort of move that pretty much takes it out of him. Um, and you think that's it there, but um, it looks as if he's going to drop dead, basically. However, yeah. He then decides, nah, got to give the crowd what they want. Um, I've, 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 I've missed one kind of point here, which I'll need to get, which is uh, before the before the match started. So I should have said this. Um, he gives this big speech, doesn't he? It's like to the crowd yep. saying how there is family and everything. Um, you do genuinely get the feeling that that's like all he cares about. Mm. At this point, you know the world's fucked him over so much. He's like, nah, this this is where I've always known that people people accept me. Um, so he does a big speech kind of like that and anyway so back to the match he's he's just about to die but he decides nah they get the crowd what they want he climbs up to the top turnbuckle to do his fin- finisher it's Ram Jam is the finisher I believe yep yep um, crowd chant for is that it <laughs> right, we're all doing the elbow thing um, so he's up on the top turnbuckle and he, and he stands up in the sort of famous famous pose that you see him in loads of times um, and then he's he's like really wobbly, and he's 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 he just looks fucked up entirely. He you think he's going to die. You just think that's it. He gets down, leaps into the air, and done. Fade to black, Bruce Springsteen. Yep, fade to black, the boss, job done. Um, which <laughs> I have to say personally, you guys would probably think I would hate that. I thought it was perfect. Well, he wrote it for him. Sorry? He, he wrote it for him, Bruce wrote the song for him. Oh, no, no, I didn't, I didn't mean the song, I meant the ending. Oh, uh, uh, ending. Why would you think you'd not like that? I love oh, it. Oh, no, you know, like, uh, just in terms of, like, um, not seeing what happens, basically. <laughs> um, uh, I think either way would have been no as good, to be honest. I, I know, but I think there's also, um, they, they, they don't really give anything away from the, I don't know if they, the crowd doesn't go, like, mental or anything like that. It's like quite a weird sound you get from the crowd, so you can't really tell anything. It's like, just there is, like, a wee crit. Ah, well, fades. interestingly enough, Bruce's song starts with one, two, three. Mm-hmm. So ah, I think that's many yeah. mean the pen. Aye, both. Yeah. Aye. Aye. So, so that's the film. Um, that was a, obviously a quick gloss over it, but um, it's a, it's quite a, it's quite a simple. There, there's not an awful lot to it. No, no, really. No. Aye. It's it's the same as the Joker man. It's all about. All about the Aye. main, all about the main character. Aren't it? It's it's yeah. scaled, it's scaled back though, even more than the Joker. I mean, oh god, the, the way that it's filmed, it's almost like handheld. Oh, um, yeah, especially so, in the in the ring. Aye, so, mm-hmm. so see see at some points it made me think like almost one of those kind of uh, like behind the music type documentary oh, things, like just somebody following him about, like. Um, so um. We may as well just go in and sort of do a wee bit of deeper dive into Randy the Ram. Um, so Mickey Rourke, obviously, um, 
portrays this professional wrestler. And as we know, as you mentioned, Marty, Mickey, Mickey Rourke has an athletic background. He was a boxer. Um, and I think had sort of, <laughs> some would say, delusional kind of aspirations as a boxer, didn't he, Mickey Rourke? Um, I think he's got a good record. I'm sure he's 30 fights he had done and he won 27 of them. I think. Uh, wow. Uh, he had to... Yeah, but did he not, I, like, I while he was an actor and that kind of stuff, kind of hold on to the boxing I, he, for a while? I think he, he was... He, he went back to it after his kind of career went to shit. Mm-hmm. So he was like 40 when, when he went back. That's why he never really made it. Yeah. But, but I mean, um, I think this is this is this is a a film that really um, makes great use of 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 shall we put it nicely and say Mickey Rourke's latter appearance, um, Aye, his definitely. more recent appearance. Um, yeah. it, it makes perfect use of that because um, he just happens to look like a lot of these washed up kind of wrestlers. Because mm. even before he did this film, he had the sort of like the dyed hair, the sort of greased dyed hair he had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of weird leathery skin botox gone wrong and all that kind of stuff and was quite a buff see, guy so he, just, he looked like a wrestler I, I thought see, see I thought it was something like botox gone wrong or, or that but I was reading that obviously he was a boxer and he also had like loads and loads of injuries and uh, apparently why his face why, apparently why his face looks like that is because his cheekbone collapsed in a match in a fight oh really and uh, he had to get his, his face all kind of reconstructed. Oh, really? I bet there's, there's some plastic surgery in there and all, clearly. Well, but, that's um, well, that's what plastic surgery is, isn't it? Like yeah. the real the reconstructive stuff, eh? Because uh, he, he, he was a handsome, handsome lad back in the day. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, so, I I mean, he, he's he's just perfect. You couldn't have put this role Unbelievably perfect, better, man. Um, because he just looks the part. He um, is... It's, it's, a, it's like his life. Uh, it's a, it's like, there's a, a massive parallel... Life imitating art, imitating life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Um, so Martin, you'd be able to probably tell us a wee bit more, but I, um, I, I, from my basic knowledge, I kind of know that um, this is obviously a, a story that is actually <laughs> has been told in the wrestling world quite a bit, um, either from you know certain people, Jake the Snake, or other people. Uh. Or whatever, um, but that 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 kind of story happens to play uh, like tends to play out quite a lot in the wrestling world. Am I right? I think for guys like for the age that he's meant to be in it, it's it's majorly like that. It won't be like that these days because just there's too much exposure and there's loads of other companies and and all yeah. that. And plus, like the lifestyle wasn't the way it was back in the day. Like you're talking like. You're talking like boozing like fuck after every single match, every single day, mm-hmm. like yeah. every single week. So that's yeah. kind of another reason why they're all fucked up. But back yeah. then, it would have been like that. Like a few guys, like um, it's definitely a dark side of like the the wrestling oh. business. Do you know what I mean? It's not all like yeah. that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like like fucking the oh. uh, the Rock is Nick and Heyman fucking exactly. can hit his trailer and all that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Um, but it is a thing that does exist and. Is journeyman wrestlers really into it? Journeyman, uh, good, good word for it, good word for it. I uh, like, and especially ones for those days who wouldn't have made enough money to set them yeah. up for life. Like yeah. only a handful, a handful of people could have done that, like Hulk Hogan and all Hulk that. Hogan, the rest uh, of them yeah. would have had to live on and get other jobs and all that. Yeah. So, for that, it's, it's, it's <laughs> speaking of which, is hilarious. Can you imagine, like, uh, can you imagine, like, going to a deli counter on the Ultimate Warriors cutting your sandwich? <laughs> Bit. That would how how ridiculous would that be? It, he's he's the worst guy ever. Well, he's didn't. So he's not that bad. But <laughs> oh man, 
Aye, Roscoe, you yeah. chime in, you've been quiet. Uh, um, probably worth kind of pointing out some of the, the funny things that, I mean, I, I know that wrestling is quite comedic. Um, mm-hmm. There is quite a lot of funny moments in this. Definitely. See, see, see the hardcore match? Um, he throws the guy into the crowd. The bin. Uh, oh, over yeah, he uses the guy's leg. Aye. Aye that, that. It's because that actually happened in an ECW show. Ah, right. <laughs> Aye. See, that's, that, I don't really know that kind of stuff. I stopped watching wrestling when I was younger. Um, oh, you're cool, aren't you? I never said that. I, hey, I loved it as much as the next guy. <laughs> but... So the, see see the kind of all the chants and stuff like that, Martin. See, there's one bit where the crowd just chants "Holy shit!" over uh, and over again. Is that the kind of? St- I mean, you've been here like the wrestling and stuff. Is that what the kind of stuff that people chant? Uh, I used to have a lot more than it does these days. Uh, I don't know. It's it's quite funny. Uh, I did the chant that when I was there <laughs> in an American accent. <laughs> Can I just? Sure, sure you didn't. You, you're the only one. I feel as if um, there's there's like a couple of wee sort of points in it where just if you tell like the sort of fragility of being a of actually having to go through the process of of, of being a wrestler kind of hits you like um you know like when he's had his heart attack and he wakes uh, when he's getting his all his shit together and they, they give him his clothes back and they've had to cut off his pants Aye. Mm. so well i say pants for any american listeners but you know he's wee tight trousers Aye. for scottish listeners um, mm. Which obviously, which obviously he'd have had had to have paid a bit for because they're like fancy. Ah, uh, that's and why he's got. He to just chucks him up and he's just raging because it's like, oh well, and you get new fucking fancy tight trousers now. And it's like I, when they pay for a uh, bypass. Ah, uh, true. <laughs> I, I, do you know I was wondering <laughs> that as well? I, that'll be two hundred grand, please. Right. I was wondering that as well. Like I they, mean, they never went into that. They never uh, went into it. It was in fucking dire straits at the start. Couldn't afford to get locked out of the uh, trailer. Uh, it would de- definitely have died after that. I just had another heart attack. Yeah, that was that's what would have really happened. I don't know if you yep. know. Do, do you know who played the um, this kind of supervisor guy at the trailer park? The one that locked him out. Oh, you, see, no. you only really see his face for us for like one scene. I, don't uh, know, I know, I know, but uh, like doing my research on Wikipedia as per usual. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the guy that uh, went on to play Hector Salamanca in Breaking Bad. Oh, is it? Is it he's in loads of things. Yeah. What? Are you talk? Is it fuck? No, it is genuinely. As in the guy, he's also he's also Ace Ventura's fucking yes, ne- like, kind of crazy neighbour. Right? That's um, that's a uh, Gus just come into the boys' Roscoe. Um, oh, oh uh, and uh, Gus Fring. No. He, he's, in, he's in everything now. He's in that. He's in the Mandalorian. It's he's a bit of like a a rent a a rent a villain maniac, isn't he? Just a wee bit. Aye. He's he's, <laughs> he's obviously still in Better Call Saul. Um, Giancarlo Esposito. Aye. Aye. Anyway, back to the so. topic at hand. Aye, Martin, tell us about all the tell us what did you make of the um, what did you make about the the actual wrestling scenes? Do you know what? it's like it's like watching it's like watching a football film. Do you know, like, uh, football films, like, you're watching it and you're like, oh, for fuck's sake, like, I just doesn't look like football. But either, they're, they're, they're fine. No, I think, I, think like, I, I don't agree with that, because I think it's, I think... No, but I'm um, saying that it's not like that, it could be like that, but it's not as bad as that. I, I get where you're coming from, but I think it's easier to make, um, it's, it's easier to be, like, harsh on something like soccer or football or whatever, or, or ball sports than it is, um, uh, sports. combat sports. 
I have clutch sports so because it's like you know even apparently the best like sort of boxing fighting scenes are, are really bad like I would rather watch a choreographed Neo fighting five million Agent Smiths which I know isn't real than actually watch two guys pretend to real box or something like that because it just looks awful whereas this because it is essentially choreographed you can tell that they've done the research, and you can tell that it's I, that it's, I, it was, it's it's well. There's a couple of bits that Mickey Rourke does the shit himself, and it's pretty it's pretty good. I like jumping over the rope in that. That was that was amazing. The bit, the, the bit where he flips over onto the guy's neck. Oh, right at the end. Aye, yeah, that's good. Uh, that's that's insane. A couple of wee hurricane runners in there as well. Hurricane <laughs> runners, so on. <laughs> um, there's 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 quite a few moments like that where you think that actually takes a bit of doing. There's only twelve minutes of wrestling in the whole thing, so hmm. it's like it's pretty kind of they do they do well like that the the last scene with with the fight that must last about five minutes maybe, but it uh, seems about lot seems a lot longer. Yeah. Um. But I it's it's he, he's he's well impressive and he just he just looks so much like. Aye. I watched up wrestler. Bad, it's mad. Exactly. It's just so bang on. It's like remember, it's because like. Because he is still a tank, but yeah. he's one of those old wrestlers who's a tank, but they're getting a wee bit drippy. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> a drippy tank. Aye, uh, uh, like a drippy tank. There you go, he's a drippy tank. Um, cool. What did you think about, so, see, see that actual character, Randy? I was watching mm-hmm. it, and at times I was kind of thinking, is he supposed to be, like, a metaphor for, like, a struggling artist? Like some mm-hmm. somebody that gives everything for his craft, or yep. on the other hand, I was like, is he just meant to be an addict? The guy's ad- addicted mm. to wrestling and the kind of the fame and the love for the fans, and he just can't it's, stop doing it. It's but it's definitely both, mate. Like, because um, like you hear him say at the end, um, it's out there that I can get a heart, not in here. Yeah, referencing exactly. the ring and that and. Do you know like the amount of the amount of kind of like estranged kids and all that oh, that have came that have came through wrestlers in that era is in the <laughs> thousands. Mm-hmm. Just well, because they're, they're out on the road every night, they're never with home, and the relationships don't work out, and they've got all these kids, and it's 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 so kind of it's, it's heartbreaking. Aye. But that's that was one of the things that I thought was quite. It's like a kind of. I don't know if it's like, like a cruel irony or just a sad kind of fact. Like, uh, he he's obviously clearly desperate to be loved, but mm-hmm. M D that's willing to give him that, like as Randy instead of the Ram, it he, yep. he, he somehow destroys it or pushes it away. That's it. But Aye. even when it comes to his daughter, you look at like see the relationship he has like with the kids in that trailer mm-hmm. park. Aye. Yep. He seems exactly. to have a, a better relationship with other people's kids than he did his own. It's cause it's cause he's the ram. Yeah. It's I don't know. It's it's quite. I mean, it is. It's a tragedy. It's well, it's, exactly. It, it's, it's, it's also the, the starts for the a time low place, the, takes it a bit lower. Then you kind of you're thinking, right, this is getting a bit positive, and then it just pulls the rug out from under you. Self pure self destruction. Yeah. But at the the end is like. Tragic, it's but almost, at the same it's almost, time, it's almost like a glory. Ah, it's like an uplifting thing as well, a wee bit. So, do do we all, do we all, I think he dies. Aye, no, no necessarily. I think he's dead. 
did Aronofsky no say he died? Um, I don't know if he did. Um, I, Even I, if he did, it's up to you, really. I it's each individual, but I, I think, I think he must have. Um, mm. But I'm glad they never showed it. Hundred um, percent. I, I think, I, I think that's why I'm saying, like, usually I would be a wee bit like, no, oh, that's just a bit typical ending kind of thing. But in this case, I thought it was perfect. It's quite. Um, we think it's quite in line with Aronofsky and Martin, like just to make a film that's a bit of a downer. Oh, he's usually quite happy, isn't he? Right. I mean, I'm just I happy there wasn't any dead babies getting flung about this time. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. me referencing mother. By the way, that's not just something I'm making up. Let's not bring that bring back that fad of dead baby jokes anytime soon. Yeah. Nah, at least not. At least not when we're recording. Yeah. See, see that I, I had its time. It had its time. Its time's passed. I um. No, I think I think like you said, regardless of what the confirmed outcome of the the thing is, it's it was a really good ending because I, I think that point, like interestingly, <coughs> where he jumps off the top, top turnbuckle, is probably the only point where that ending could have, like you say, Martin, a kind of happiness to it. <coughs> because you know, if he had if he had just died in some other move or whatever, like during the course of it, he knew that. It had to be Ram Jam. Aye, and they're chatting for it as well. That's it. It had to be that or, or nothing. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's the point where you kind of go, no, actually, good on him. He, he's going out in his own terms. Aye, and obviously with the Ram Jam, he, he's landing right in his chest as well. Yep. So, aye, but to, to, to take it to the, the wee bit before that, uh, the, the entrance with Sweet Child of Mine is just so aye. good, man. It is proper goosebumps. Like, I was oh, just, I was like, ah, this is so good. Because he's just, he's walking out and he's so happy and he's high-fiving every day. And obviously mm-hmm. that tune is, oh, so good, man. <laughs> yeah. Can we talk a bit as well, just like, um, just the, 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 the brutality that he, he like, but not, I wouldn't even say just the hardcore match, but just his body being broken. It just, it looks, it's quite hard to watch, isn't it? Well, see if you see any, can he, see if you see a guy like, Undertaker would be a good example of now, right? Mm-hmm. See if you just see him normal and he, and he just walk about. He just looks in 100% 24-7 permanent pain. Mm, and exactly, whenever Randy right. whenever Randy walk, walk, walks around, he's got a limp. Does he limp yep. when he walks down is, is the ram That's right it. enough? That's it. But um, he just looks in so much pain all the time. Yeah. And I think, well, another thing, it obviously it unglamorises uh, mm-hmm. The rest and see like the way like uh, he's, he's obviously fighting in school halls and all that and he's yep. in the changing room with all these other guys and see just the wee prep he goes through like tame mm. himself up mm, and then yep. eventually dyeing his own hair and all that it just aye it makes it seem like you know it's like it's it's, it's tedious pull, pulling the curtain aye well aye yeah aye I mean, like, I mean WWE I'll, I'll... does that all the time now but see oh. back then they never they never done stuff like that no, but I but I remember um, and you remember as well, Martin. When when I don't know if it was Attitude Era or whatever, but there was a time when uh, the WWF basically made it out as if I suppose they were to an extent, but they they were like that essentially that they were like a production company on the level of movies or whatever. They they would have to the to like to the layman, you would look at that the big shiny organization and think that everyone had their own makeup artists and everything. Uh-huh. I remember thinking like see when folk like. Um, the Hardy Boys and all that kind of stuff, and and all and like just anybody like um, 
Legion of Doom and that kind of stuff. I'm going like, I wonder who does their their makeup and that kind of stuff. It's like them. They do it. Aye, 100%, they, they, they actually 100%. sit and they they build all the costumes. They do the whole thing themselves. And this film again, maybe maybe just for the layman who doesn't quite know that, like you say, Ross just pulls the curtain back and just mm. and lets you have a wee peek into what it's actually like. And obviously, I don't know, like, like right. So obviously, everyone everyone knows it's choreographed. And maybe when you were really really wee, you thought it was real. Maybe like ten or that, mm. but it didn't catch. Yeah. It didn't take you long to catch on. No. But people probably don't still realise just how choreographed it is. So like the guys are talking at each stage and like, right, That's you it. put him in a headlock. Oh no, wait, the mm-hmm. guys are doing that. So let's right. change that up and all that. And like, well, it's, it's entertainment. I mean, it's like you know, it's interesting how um, I suppose just a wee like a, a little similarity I could make would be like a play in American football, or right. or um, or you know, like a like a. What, like a, what are those things like a training like a, a training ground set piece or something like that like in football uh-huh. like the kind of thing that you've you've, you've like that's kind of as much as you say that you know, as if you effect. don't watch football <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no they, I mind. training ground no I couldn't mind what you called it is, it, is it a training ground piece is that, is that what it's called a free kick in a corner <laughs> I can't no but now one that's set sort piece. of orchestrated what do you call that again set piece Aye, Jesus, you know what I mean. Like when when they, when they do something that's kind of orchestrated, right? And it's like, uh, like as much as they might be effective, like ultimately it's entertaining as well, isn't it? Uh-huh. Like yeah. ultimately, regardless of like how you know simple or, or or efficient it is, it's entertaining because you're the person who wants to watch that particular sport and you want to see it done well. Aye, aye, that's a good. So point, like, right? so those guys like having that conversation with them and being really, really precise about like. Let's not even do that because the other guys doing it shows uh, that their uh, their ultimate goal was just to create the most entertaining thing possible. Mm-hmm. And I, I was probably the same as you, Martin. I, I knew when I was young that wrestling—that's what wrestling was for. And I was I was very aware of the fact that I was getting to watch something that actually, in terms of entertainment value, was far superior to just about anything I could watch at that age. It's, um, it's, it's pretty much like a soap where yep. folk not lumps at each other that's exactly what it is and sc- the fact that it's on every single week as well aye it's mm-hmm. a soap that's it's it's yep an athletic Cereal. soap aye mm-hmm. yep <laughs> athletic soap that is <laughs> is that no is that uh, in the shower Martin aye aye <laughs> <laughs> for fucking sports direct athletic soap <laughs> I could just see the packaging now uh, I don't know oh man I'll probably I get that for, I'll probably get that for Christmas after Monday I went into Sports Direct recently, um, not recently, but like during lockdown or something like that for some, and, and I forgot how hilarious certain bits of the show are. You like, can't walk in it? Uh, no, I know, it's, it's, it's mental. There's no space to walk. It's just Why the r- fuck were you in a sports shop? <laughs> By the way, see, just for anybody listening that doesn't already know me, Martin said a couple of episodes, like when he said happy birthday, like 30 year, 30 stone, I'm not, <laughs> I'm no fat. Just, just, just to put that out there. If MD's not seen any of the photos or anything, if he's got this got mental image, he is a blob. The photos? That sounds a bit fucking. No, Barry's put up photos. He That's ominous. Kind of zoom. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I'm no 30 stone anyway, put it that way. No, you're not. You're 25. Not. But, but it still doesn't explain why you're frequenting sports shops. <laughs> As a guy who plays no sports. I know. Are you going to buy one of those like high vis jackets this year? Just buying a present for somebody. Uh, cr- uh, cricket bat and stumps. <laughs> 
It was a, t- a, t- a, a ten, giant mug. Uh, a ten-liter mug. I like uh, ten, a tube of ten tennis balls. Aye. Fifteen Donny socks. <laughs> Fifteen, though, because it's like there's one that's it's an extra one. That, that, that gets used in another way. Oh, God. Silence. What 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 way do you mean, Martin? Right, you just want to talk a bit about the the acting. There's only really two main performances anyway, so we can talk about that for a, a bit before. Aye, we two Oscar noms. Ratings. Aye. I mean, you, you can understand why Rourke didn't win. Sorry. You can understand why Rourke didn't win. Nah, no for me. Really? Uh, I I do like milk, but it wasn't milk. Was it no? No. Who was it? I'm sure he was up against uh, Daniel Day Lewis for the Will Be Blood. No, it wasn't. Was it no? Pretty sure it's milk. Right, I'm gonna look. You just talk about how how good he is in it, and I'll look. Aye. Um, yeah, that's amazing. He's just. He like, is amazing. He is amazing. It's hard for me to say, like, if if um, without knowing, like, you say the other films that we're up against, like, how how it would really stack up. Um, I think this is maybe one of these, um, like we've basically touched on, one of these strange films where perhaps. It isn't that exceptional, considering that it's so true to what his life is like, and I don't mean that in a, to take away anything from the performance, but it's almost like he's just playing just himself. himself in it, you know. Aye. Sometimes that, that that's all you all you need, though. You know what I mean? It's um, oh, of course, aye, absolutely. Um, you're right, Marty. By the way. Oh, good. Here we go. Bookmark that. So, what do you think now? Um, I'm going to look to see who else was nominated because there might have been somebody even better than him. Um, nah, Mickey, Mickey Rock should have got it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, heard it here first. Uh, Mickey Rock got screwed. Aye. Aye. Get up, you Sean Penn. Aye. <laughs> I mean, find, I mean, find another fucking Careful. El Chapo. <laughs> <laughs> um, aye. Yeah, so um, um, we had Mickey Rourke, obviously, who was incredible, but never won the Oscar. Um, pretty much, this this part's basically him. Um, so he's, he was he was absolutely perfect for it. I mean, amazing performance, even regardless of how much he had to change his own persona. Um, and then we had Marissa Tomei, um, who, again, kind of hard to, to gauge with parts like that because she's not got a lot to go with. Um, but I think... In one level, it's 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 quite good because she doesn't really give that much away. She's no that much of a bitch to him. She's no. See, yeah, do you know what I mean? It's like that's why I think she's good because it's you can see like she's she's torn. Mm-hmm. She she's got her her own ambitions. She's wanting to kind of move away from that area that's and right, take right. her son with her. So yeah. she's not wanting to get involved with a client and risk losing her job. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, you can tell she does have feelings for him. Absolutely, um, yeah. to the because point. I, po- I suppose again, like the the the, the nature of not that I would know um, the nature of um, exotic dancing, erotic dancing <laughs> would, would would be that. Mm-hmm. I don't get try and get that image at your head. I don't I don't think they do mind bleach, but uh, <laughs> you, know, you get to try and find some there. But um, but I suppose the nature of that is that that's kind of similar to like you know wrestling or any other kind of performing where. You are a different persona, and if and if you're if you're adored or whatever, and that it's like you're going to feel 
a yearning for it, and you're you're, you're going to feel a, a sort of like a pull towards it. Where see, do you know how it's the opposite for her though? Aye, aye, no, definitely. I was just pointing at the similarities in the in the professions, but no, you're probably right. Um, she wants the normal. She wants to be aye, Pam. Aye, aye, but she's stuck. Aye, exactly. Aye. Which so is another maybe why another wee parallel in the first place, isn't it? Another wee parallel with that is, so there's like a it's like a really old fashioned kind of old timey thing that when a wrestler retires, he's meant to leave his boots in the ring, mm-hmm. and when she quits, ah, she leaves her shoes in the changing room. See, one of the things just to touch on because I think we forgot about it just in that kind of last scene. See, um, I don't know if it's when he's climbing up. Before he jumps I looks up and she's away. Aye, aye. I, I was kind of, I was surprised at that. I mean, maybe she, maybe she doesn't want to see him die though. Aye, that that's that's the only thing I could think that she she kind of knew like he's not going to survive this. Um, no. I don't know, but I, aye, at the same time, if she had been standing there, would he have would he have kept going or would he have just kind of called it and just? Nah, he would have kept going think? for sure. Uh, I think it's one of those things he's like he's 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 really good at you know because his face is so kind of warped mm-hmm. like he, he looks see when he cries it's like you know when you you see your dad cry and you're like oh like, uh, that, yeah, that's, that's, you know that's what that kind of peer he's that is brilliant in that breaking his heart I think aye. I I think it's because he's just so um. He, you know it's just it's like he, he already looks as if he's been through the wars. Because he has, Aye. obviously. And it's just when you see him emotionally sort of breaking down as well, it's like it's a double dose of, like, empathy you feel from sympathy. It's like, you know, it, it's rough, man. And it's like, again, that's why he's perfect for this role. It's just Even when he's standing in, in the general. top rope at the end, he's, he's breaking his heart. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Aye, exactly. Um, aye, so I think, I think like... Rourke amazing um, everybody else I don't think she she get nominated for best supporting actress which I'm kind of surprised about like I don't see why to be, without sounding flippant about it like, I don't see why I, I think she's really good in it I, I do like I mean mm. like well is, uh, the Oscars is always strange I mean Anthony Hopkins get nominated for uh, Hannibal Lecter and he was only in the film a bit look some like twenty minutes. Well, true, but it was kind. Uh, Maybe it not was, even it was that. Certainly more significant, though. I don't know. I'd, I'd Shock know, as memorable. ugly Paul Odyssey compares Marissa Tomei and the rest of that to <laughs> Hannibal Lecter. That fucking Marissa. She was nothing. She was nothing on uh, Hopkins as Lecter. She sh- she should have been Lecter. <laughs> I think Anthony Hopkins could have played this part better than her. <laughs> I would not watch that film. Oh man, he, he he couldn't even save that fucking um, Dracula film, the, the Coppola one. Oh, I turned that off, man, because I I read Dracula. Ah, I I'm know. Kinda, it's nothing like I know. Uh, there's I'm ne- there's, kinda, st- like, there's, there's still never been a film. There's still never been a film that could do the the, the book justice. Nah, so I read it because I'm right yeah. cultured, and I was like, I love Keanu, right, but. Sack whoever oh. cast him, don't sack Keanu. Jesus, we uh, that we need to do that film just because. No, because I'm not fucking watch it. You spend the whole time talking about Keanu Reeves, and that is so awful. Anyway, uh, no, he, he, Hopkins couldn't even save that film. Like when he turned up, I was like, oh yes, Hopkins is Van Helsing. That's got got to be great, man. And um, proceeds to be the campest fucking queerest, sleaziest, weird Van Helsing you've ever seen. Um, 
Cool, pass. Bin. <laughs> Trebuchet into the centre of the sun with you. That is our word uh, of the day right there. Trebuchet. <laughs> Trebuchet. All, all the kind uh, of things right, we don't I, like so... always end up in space as well. It's <laughs> 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 where, where they need to go, yeah. isn't it? Oh, oh, your things end up in the sun and mine's end up in a black hole. Marty, you need to come up with something. <laughs> um, Ibrox. A black box. Ibrox. Two, two Ibrox with you. <laughs> um, uh, arguably, right, worse, um, arguably worse than a black hole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Martin doing his best to alienate um, half of our Scottish listeners, as usual. Um, now we 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 are, we are um, open minded and we don't mind if Rangers fans listen to the podcast, don't we? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put a tumbleweed in there. Anyway, um, <laughs> right, I'm gonna go get a beer. Can I pitch a character to you in there, please? I go for it. He's called Saft Eagle. What's that? Um, Saft Eagle, just a character. Um, he's a Scottish um, like pirate radio show host who is basically the Scottish equivalent of Alex Jones, conspiracy theorist type guy. <laughs> Saft Eagle um, takes callers and all that, takes calls and never uh, believes that Greg's pit mind control things into their pasties. Is this a wrestler? Could be, I suppose, can it? Right, so um, we'll come to the rating section now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we haven't really talked about how how much we actually like it or or I think no. we do all like it but the uh, to the to what extent so aye um aye Baz you can go first this this time um I think it's I think it's like it's it's for some reason it's not it, it never really blew me away in the same way that it did the first time um I don't know I don't know it's it's it seemed a lot simpler but not not in a bad way. It's a really simple film, um, and like you say, kind of similar to something like the Joker or whatever, where it's kind of a singular character study, um, albeit with a wee bit more involvement from from another character. But um, Mickey Rourke, obviously fantastic to watch. She just seems to be so adept at this kind of stuff that um, you just you just believe like he knows he knows what he's doing. He's lived it. Um, even though, like we said, he's a boxer, not necessarily a wrestler. He seems to just be a wrestler in this. You, you would honestly, um, for anybody who didn't know Mickey Rourke, you would maybe just think this is an actual wrestler, a real life guy Aye. who's doing this. He's, he's that good at it. Um, and and because I've got a wee soft spot for wrestling myself, it's like I I I really enjoyed just the whole the whole sort of candid look at the real world of it and and how it's no as glamorous as a lot of people think. Um, so to me, just I two really good performances, Mickey Rourke amazing, and um, I can't quite remember much in the way of music other than oh no, what am I talking about? I get this, get these hair metal throughout it. Um, his 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 I, I seem to remember his um, sort of theme tune to start with is Metal Health by uh, Quiet Riot. Is it? I Quiet wouldn't Riot? know that one. Can, I don't know that can, one. I think can, it's can, Quiet Riot. I thought we were quiet, right? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were poison. Right, we need a ride home. Basically, I, I suppose that's kind of the Simpsons kind of take the piss out of that, like because all those bands would just look the exact same, like literally just poodle hair with like 
skinny guys with lipstick and spandex on. They literally could have been the same band, every single one of them. But I, um, I, but I love all that music. You know, I, I went through a, a period when, like, when I was like 14 to 17 years old where I just fucking loved that shit. So it was like, I loved the music. Um, and I, there was just something about it that was a wee bit bittersweet because obviously it, it's, it's, it's not only is it just him after his heyday, but it's like... He also clearly just loves that era, the eighties. He loves the eighties. He loves everything about it, and now he's, he's he's kind of a man out of his out of out of place cult- culturally as well. You know, he loves the music. He loves, you know, having a good time and that kind of stuff. And um, and he didn't have a kid and all that. And I and and you know what? I've kind of got a you know, we've all kind of get a wee bit of soft spot for that as well. So um, it's it's a good film. It's really enjoyable. It'll never not be a good watch. Put it that way. Um, it's hard for me to pick a, a rating for it just because I don't think it's the kind of thing that's that's going to go down as like a masterpiece or anything like that. But t- I don't know. I'll, I'll go for I don't want to say six because I'll say I'll get a seven out of ten because I don't I don't want to six would make it look like I don't like it. But to me, seven's good, and I think it's a really really enjoyable film. I'll give it a seven. Let's go. Um, I think Aronofsky is really, really talented, and mm-hmm. this is his his easiest to get into a film. Yeah, um, most definitely. Um, I think Mickey Rourke is. Uh, I mean, you you would think that part was written for him, but apparently Nick Cage was in line at one point <laughs> with it. Um, Hulk Hogan apparently lied about being in line to do it. Wouldn't be like him. Uh, <laughs> not to say I said brother. Um, so, uh, I mean, even then, he, like, apparently Mickey Rourke when he read the script, he, he, he was he looked at it and he's like, people, look, knowing what like the kind of boxing background, he's like, people don't talk like this, and yep. mm. Aronofsky agreed to let him rewrite all the lines, so that he could wow. basically just kind of say it as someone in that situation that right. kind of lifestyle would um, so and I, I th- it's definitely worked I think it's all really natural well he's, he's, that's the thing he's a smart guy Mickey Rourke isn't he oh aye aye like um, he's I've, I've, I've seen interviews and stuff like that and like mm-hmm. he's, he, he definitely comes across a really switched on guy that, that knows mm-hmm. his shit but I, I think like he, he's, he's done great and I do think yeah, he has been helped by the kind of parallels with his own life <laughs> See when he's given the two kind of big monologues that he gives, sure. one yeah. at the kind of uh, seafront and one in the ring. Uh, I mean, you could. It's almost like he's talking about himself. So it's yep. it, it's it's very real. Um, well, I was on that note. I was a wee bit pleasantly surprised by how the, the um, that scene came across. The one where he sort of repairs his relationship with his daughter, because on the surface it is kind of shoehorned in. And it, and it does move a bit fast for a guy who's like basically just um, getting contact with his estranged daughter again. Like all of a sudden they're dancing and hugging and. Aye, like, he's, he's only got a picture of her when she's like a young child. She's in aye, college now. He buys now, her a jacket and they're best pals again. Basically, but I don't, I don't think, think it, it makes it. Out, I don't think it makes it seem as if he was a bad dad though. Just estranged, just, aye, aye, just aye, not there aye, that much. Exactly. No, I'm 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 only teasing. I don't think it's. And you get the feeling like a lot with a lot of these ones as well, where I noticed a I noticed a parallel to uh, the Jake the Snake 
Um, not the actual documentary about him that you've recommended to me, Martin, but the one beyond the mat where it, they spend a bit of time with him. Um, the part where he's talking to his daughter. Yeah. It's very similar in the sense that I, I wonder if, if this was influenced by that at all. Was Beyond the Mat before this or what? Oh, Beyond, Beyond the Mat was like 1999. Oh, was it? Right. So I wonder if, if I'm sure it has obviously influenced it, but yeah. in particular that bit because it was a very clear... Um, the daughter really wants to love their dad and wants their dad to be present and be their dad, basically. And the dad kind of knowing that no matter how much they sort of tried or give themselves, they've got this they've got this addiction. They've got this death sentence basically, which is wrestling, um, and the lifestyle that, 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 that they can't give up. And there was elements of that in both, I think, as much as Mickey Rock did a bit better than Jake the Snake did. So. <laughs> they were rock they rock stars. And exactly. they buzz they buzz exactly. off the crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean that kind of like acceptance of like I know that this is going to kill me basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, on paper, just to get back, it's um, it's it's a really simple story. Yeah. It's kind of like, yep. tried tried and tested. They kind of rise and fall. Um, yeah. And even though he is a kind of pretty shitty person at times, he can't help but like kind of really get invested and want yep. him to yep. like do well out of life. Um, get some kind of stability and things back on track um but i is is it's just it's completely made by that that's kind of simple structure but with unbelievable performances in it um and i think i mean for me the like the wrestling looked great i think it was all really well done did, yeah um i i i honestly find it hard to to fault anything about it um, I, I've not watched it for years so I, I forgot how much I really did like it um, and as we said earlier I, I think uh, Rourke should have beat uh, Penn at the Oscars so I'm going to I'm gonna give it my highest rating that I've gave anything so far not counting the first episode so I'm going to give it a 9 wow excellent mm-hmm. um I'm I'm um, it's it's weird. Uh, I'm the exact opposite for you, Buzz. I was uh, I loved this even more the the latest time I watched it. Um, so I've seen it a bunch of times, and um, but just this time I don't know why, but I think the fact we watched the Joker the other day made me like this more, and I, it's kind of hard to explain. It's like it's because I love the Joker, right? Uh, sorry, I love Joker. And I come out the wrestling the wrestler just going like that. I just I just love I like this more. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that kinda shows how much I kinda appreciate it because I, I, I do love Joker as well. Yeah. And um I guess just because Joaquin I'm not comparing them the two, I'm just saying because this is this is the last two I've done. So Joaquin is amazing, but he he has he has loads to work with. He's playing a psycho, so it, it's it's easy to do that, right? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's an yeah. established character as well. Exactly. Whereas, whereas Rocky's is just playing a, a normal guy, <laughs> normal in inverted commas, because so he's he he's quasi famous. Mm-hmm. Aye. And I think he's just up. He's insanely good in it, man. He's absolutely ridiculously good. Mm-hmm. And um, do, do you you guys won't know um won't 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 know this much this much, but 
the WWE Network's out now, and they, they do shows like background shows all the time now. Mm-hmm. It's like one of their kind of one of their main kind of selling points for the network reality type reality behind the scenes documentaries and that right and see the way you know you were mentioning about the uh, the script Roscoe Mm -hmm. and how he changed it all yeah every wrestler sounds exactly like that when they talk it's absolutely see the how specific you know the way he mentions towns and the way he mentions arenas and all that and crowds Mm. they speak exactly like that well, and it's I think it's maybe that having seen all those, and just realised how unbelievably perfect. Like, is he a wrestling fan? Is 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 Rock a wrestling? She's no. No. Right, I'll I'll tell you a wee a wee a wee nugget here. Right, so, um, it came out in oh eight, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. So during the as part of like the promotion, pr- promotion for the wrestler, right? Rock was going to have a WrestleMania match, but. He's, he's kind of advisors went like that. Oh, no, don't do that. You're an ex-boxer. You don't want to get involved in all that fake shit. So, um, Vince McMahon basically said to Jericho to, like, slag Mickey Rourke in real life and call him a coward and all that, right? But Mickey Rourke is their wrestling fan, so he didn't know that that was fake. Fake, yeah. What they call, to go what they call a work, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, Mickey Rourke agreed, agrees to do this. <laughs> agrees to do this WrestleMania appearance, right? And it was during a match between... Jericho, Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat and all that. It was Jericho was doing a thing where it was him and he was slagging all these legends for staying in the limelight too long, like Randy the Ram does, right? So Mickey Rock turns up to WrestleMania and he doesn't really know a lot about wrestling, <laughs> right? So he turns up really one guy is Frank Shamrock Baz, do you know him now? Nah? Ah, he's a legendary MMA fighter, right? Aye, it's, it's Ken, is it Ken Shamrock's brother He's or dad? He's half-brother, it's half-brother. Nah. So he turns up with him, and he turns up with an ex-Israeli commando to WrestleMania, <laughs> right? Because he thinks that it's all real, and he's going to get he's gonna turned up, and everybody's going to leather him at WrestleMania, right? So Jericho has to turn to him and goes like, by the way, Mickey, you know this? Oh, this is like no real and all that, right? And he's like, what? <laughs> wow. So he actually thought he was going to get in and get fucking leathered. He's like phoning, so up, not, a t- he's phoning up a team. Aye, like, some like, some is really fucking yes So no, he didn't know he was not a wrestling fan, and I don't think he still is, which makes it even more crazy, like how good he is. So, aye, because he's not taking the piss out it when it's so sincere. Mm-hmm. Aye, pretty aye. much. Um, and I still think he has a, a has a respect and all that, but he obviously he knows about the kind of the showmanship side because he has a, he was a boxer and all that. And, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I, I mentioned the same thing when I was talking about uh, Joker. It's just all you do is just sit and appreciate him for two hours. Yeah, yeah. He's absolutely yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. And um, I Roscoe the the wrestling scenes are good. I am a wrestling fan, but I think you, you don't even really need to be. You don't no. give a shit, and you and you love it. So mm-hmm. and like I said earlier on, there's only twelve minutes. The actual. Mm-hmm. It's not about be. It's not a wrestling film. It's a film about a. Well, rise and fall, an on, underdog. On that note, on that note, for me, like, um, as you know, I'm I'm a bit of a wrestling fan, and it's like, well, I'm not I'm not really in the sense that um, you've yet to you've yet to educate me on anything that I would be interested in now. But um, maybe it is just pure nostalgia for me. But anything that wrestling wise that is is a throwback to to me, like you know, 
giant haystacks and like all the old guys just like basically belly slapping each other for two hours. I'm not into that. But yeah. as we both know, the fucking glory is the gold. What was it? Was it they called it the golden era? Right, whatever it no, no, the, no. The the eighties. It was called the golden era. Or something, oh, sorry, um, you know, like all the big larger life characters, like the the fanfare, all the costumes, all the like big. Basically, guys just roided at their nuts. Aye, um, that's shit. Like, like that stuff's just fantastic. Do you know what I mean? It's that's the best stuff. It's like like fucking Ultimate Warrior could have just popped at any point. Do you know what I mean? And that was what was amazing about watching it. So anything oh, I, that throws, I hated, I hate all that shit. Really? See Hogan and all that fucking bolt man. Rubbish. I know, I agree. I'm, I'm merely an attitude either guy. But what I'm saying is anything that throws back to either that era, 80s, 90s, through the early 2000s, that's kind of like what I think of and that's the shit that I would say. No, I like that. That's, that's entertaining. I like it. But um, So that's probably why I, why I enjoyed the setup of this film. If you made the same film, except with like a John Cena type character or something like that, no, I, I, I would not be interested in it at all just because of I know how you know different the product that they're involved in is. Aye. And that's no slight um, on that at all. So, I, I was kind of coming and hawing here, but I do love it, and I can't have Roscoe out rating me for it, I don't think, so I'll go for <laughs> a nine as well, I think. <laughs> Billy didn't a nine. Aye, pretty much, aye. I wasn't expecting two nines, that's for sure. I, I love it, man. I could. It's so rewatchable. I, I think it's definitely one of those films, see as much as it's not, it's not like action packed or anything. If if you're yeah. kind of flicking through the channels and TV, you could definitely just start watching it. Oh, I because oh, he's just I, so entertaining. I know half it. Well, no half it, but somebody's just him pissing about his fucking his trailer, reading books, playing Nintendo, going on weird, runs and all boys. that. But it's just, aye, that's but I went half it. Bit weird though. <laughs> right, moving on then. So, since I'm assuming. Uh, when the Joker episode that I'm Smarticus was a resounding success and that everybody's loving it and we're going to get um, a contract in soon from ITV to do a... I've, I've, uh, I've heard there's, it's in the five, works. Five, five, uh, five o'clock, we're going to take over for the chase whenever they're in their <laughs> downtime. I've heard, so, that's what I've heard. I, I, I did hear that. Through, through the grapevine, definitely. Um, round and so. round. <laughs> So we'll we'll play this again. There wasn't any clear winners last time. Um, I think it won't be this time either. So I think sport was the winner the last time. Aye, well, as always. Um, so we're still going to count this as we'll just make it between you two. Zero zero. Nobody's won anything yet. Um, I'm going to clarify at the start again because Martin was greeting about it last week. Uh, <laughs> that your first answer is your final answer. So if you've said something, you're locked out. Fine, fine. Right, right. And again, as always, it's just on details from the film. Where you paying attention? Right. So, our contenders, are you ready? The, oh, glad- yes. the gladiator thing this week's definitely more appropriate, but I suppose so. no. You need to say, "Are you ready?" In the style of DX. You've lost. He doesn't know that is. Right. Fucking Triple H. Disney Bar. I'll do it then. Right. Speaking of which, have you seen? Have you seen the the? The picture recently, um, a recent meme circulating of uh, the the trip uh, the Triple H car wash. No, have you no. seen this? <laughs> it's so funny. It's just a picture of a car going through a car wash. But you know, Triple H does that thing where it's like psh, and sprays the. Uh, it's just like loads of him, <laughs> like washing the motor. I don't know why it's so funny. 
you'll need to put that out in the <laughs> social imagine, media channels imagine, now. Imagine just yeah. driving through a wee thing and, and Hunter's a Triple H, he's just watching your motor. <laughs> Spit on it. Um, right. Okay, he's ready then. Okay. Question one. What year does Randy wear his hearing aid on? Left. Right. That's one point for Martin. Alright. Uh, question two. This is a difficult one. What's the name of the first wrestler that Randy fights on screen? Oh, God. Is it the hardcore guy? No, no not the guy not. before that. It's not. It's, it's the first guy with the mohawk in that, isn't it? Aye. Oh, aye with the red. Oh. Aye, aye, aye. Some Tommy, some Tommy, Tommy. I don't know. I think it's Tommy something. I don't know. I'm out. It is Tommy something, but you never, you never got. It. It's Tommy Rotten. <sighs> so that's zero there. Uh, number three. This one should be easy. What color is the flyer for the rematch? Yellow. Orange. Marty. Orange. It's two. Right, Baz, you need to get the next two to, to pull a draw. Pressure's on. Right. Uh, number four. What's the name of the supermarket Randy works at? Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, I can picture him walking, out, walking inside. I would just say something general, like Kmart or something. No. Barry, when it has nah, a big guess. No yeah. idea. Acme. Oh, Jesus. Right. Right, Barry. Martin's already won this, but just uh, to kind of get play. a point. I get a point on the board. So, what does the old woman at the deli counter order before Randy potato has... Salad. There you go. I don't forget potato salad, mate. I fucking love potato salad. <laughs> I don't Pass- even like potato salad. <laughs> <laughs> but look at me. <laughs> uh, so, so, there, so, there you when, go. When I, when uh, I see potato salad, I remember potato salad. So, there you go. What do I, what do I get? You get, to, you get to say the... You get to brag. The, you see, you get to say that you're Smarticus. My name is Marty and I'm Smarticus. Bitch. Just, just for MD that's not, uh, like obviously I can't see, he's looking right down the camera when he does that. Mm-hmm. Mate, it's a it's quite disconcerting, actually. It's a promo, isn't it? Right, gents, I'm going to take you through a wee mini quiz uh, of your own. Ooh. So, obviously, uh, Baz, what's his real name? Is it Robin Ramzinski? I believe so, Robin Ramzinski, yes. And um, one of my kind of um, things that make me chuckle is wrestlers have got really cool really cool wrestler names but like geeky as fuck normal names <laughs> um, so I'm gonna um, read out a wrestler's real name right and you right. can see if you can guess who it is no points to that well I'm right. not gonna be able to guess who it is what, what, like, aye uh, okay okay cool right so I'll start off with an easy one right, right. so Dwayne Johnson The Rock oh, he's Rocky Mayavia right um, Steve Williams that's uh, that's uh, Stone Cold is it no? Stone Cold. Aye. Um, Paul White. 
Oh, that's uh, is that is that Triple H? Big Show. Big Show. Big Show. Uh, Michael Hickenbottom. Kane. Uh, Sean Michaels. Sean Michaels, well done. Um, Paul Levitt. That's Triple H. Triple H. Glenn Jacobs. Oh, that's um. Oh, that's uh. That Kane? No. Kane is Glenn Jacobs. Oh, God, I'm doing And to good finish here. off, the man who retired at Survivor Series last night, Mark Calloway. Undertaker. Oh, Undertaker. Undertaker. Did I get all of them? Some of them are brilliant. He didn't get Paul White. You sure? Decent effort. That was good. Fucking hell, how did that? Well done. See? See? One at some, so I, I didn't even know I knew them. They were just some. They were just somewhere in in my subconscious. Uh-huh. Nice one. But can we also talk about like so? Obviously, they've got like real names that are very different from their their stage names. But what about wrestlers that have actually just got hilarious wrestling names? I love. Uh, I think we uh, Randy Roddy Piper. <laughs> Rowdy Roddy Piper, I can't beat it. Apparently, he broke down and started crying next to Mickey Rourke when he watched this. Aye. Because it was so like his life. Aye. So he's basically the maniac. Aye, he is the maniac, aye. Not only plays the maniac, but is the maniac and always sunny. Aye. I seen a thing recently and it was uh, it was like it was like 80s WWF, right? Like, it, it looked like the really crap era, like early 80s or something like that, like where everybody's just like leotard panty men. Um, and there was a guy. There was a guy. There was a guy called. I can't remember. It's either Mike. I think it was Mike Freedom. <laughs> Seriously, Mike Freedom. I think his name. One of my favourites is um, if you're going to get a guy to be a heel, right? That's a bad guy. Just call him IRS. <laughs> <laughs> and like we came out and all these fucking American fans were like boo <laughs> <laughs> I like guys like literally people that live in trailers now just fucking raging at the IRS right guys let's wrap things up there it has been a pleasure talking about um, The Wrestler a film that we've all we've all not seen in a wee while um, that's a good Martin, excuse Martin. to drink on a Monday night yeah, as we do, that's that's the tone of the podcast that we're setting here as we are drinking beers on a Monday night uh, and talking about wrestling films. Uh, could be worse, I suppose. Right. <laughs> so, again, big thanks to our listeners um, who have been tuning in. Um, keep up the good work and liking, sharing, subscribing and giving us the motivation and the reason to continue with this complete and utter lunacy. Um, uh, we are certainly enjoying ourselves, so we hope you are too. Um, and wherever you are, we hope that COVID has been kind to you. Um, it's certainly pretty shit here, but um, at least we can do this. So we can't complain. At least we have beer. And at least we have beer and the technology. Uh, we can at least rebuild um, our semblance of a social life. We six million dollar man reference there, but yeah. <laughs> also a reference for when Triple H came back after his knee injury. And on that note, catch us later. <laughs> Cheerio. Bye.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 